We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's hump day. Irish fans, happy Wednesday. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm your boy, SD2 Mike Sean Davis, my partner. Malik Zaire, the original Lucky Lefty. We are brought to you by Anor Whiskey, anorwhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, anorwhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. You got to do it responsibly. We tap in today to have a conversation about the Notre Dame defense. We'll hear from defensive coordinator Al Golden, who has some very interesting things to say about the defensive line that kind of echoes what I said about replacing the guys that are going on to the NFL. We'll tap into that probably in the second half of the show. Linebackers also met with the media today. We'll probably say those young gentlemen until tomorrow. But we want to start off today's show discussing a controversial top 10 had a lot of people up in arms, specifically down in Knoxville and Baton Rouge. Josh Pate, the 24-7 sports, released his top 10 programs in college football. His top 10 programs in college football. Notre, Notre Dame came in at number six on his list. Uh, Tennessee and LSU did not make the list. That's why those fan bases have been going crazy for the last 48 hours. Notre Dame came in at number six left. But the question of the day, LL question of the day, is Notre Dame a top five? college football program is Notre Dame a top five college football program because I could debate that there's one team in this top five if we're not going by recency bias and we're just judging it based upon the consistency of a program going back to say 2017 I think there's a serious debate that Notre Dame should be one lot higher. It should be a top five team. I agree. Right? So, I agree. just so you know, he had Notre Dame at number six. He had Clemson at number five. 
He had Ohio State at number four. He had Michigan at number three. He had Alabama at number two. And he had Georgia at number one. Now, there is one team in that top five that I think, just based upon consistency, there is no way, because they've done exactly in the last two years, they got the two college football playoffs. Notre Dame had already done that since 2017. And Notre Dame Dame hasn't lost less than nine games in that same time period. Heck, most people didn't think Notre Dame would get the nine wins after the tumultuous start last year. Somehow, some way, they made it, right? That's right. Um, So, in his argument, the reason I went to 2017 because – and his argument for Notre Dame to be in the sixth spot, he pointed out those points that if you go back and based upon their consistency as a program since 2017, you have to acknowledge that the Irish have been one of the most consistent programs in the nation, winning over nine games every year and going to two college football playoffs. That's right. Michigan hasn't done that. No. And has gone to the same two college football playoffs as Notre Dame, even though they did it in consecutive years. That's why I say if you're going based upon the recency bias, then okay, you side with Michigan. But if we're talking about consistency, which is what you declared Notre Dame to be the more consistent program, then without question, I think Michigan should be six and Notre Dame should be number five. Even with Michigan beating Ohio State, and back-to-back years, over the last six to seven years, I would never put Michigan ahead of Ohio State. Yeah, wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. So, what do you think? I'm going to look at the chat. No, I definitely definitely think we deserve to be top five over Clemson. I think Clemson has had a great stretch of players, but I think from a program standpoint, and overall, I think we collectively have – uh, made more of an impact. I do think that those championship Clemsons do have in the recent years give them the edge over us. But a place where you would want to be, I would say Notre Dame and South Bend over Clemson all day. I mean, we understand you're part of the program, bro. So you're going to stick up for your brotherhood. I will push back just a little bit. You have to give Clemson credit for getting to the top of the mountain twice. Um, and being in the playoff multiple times where they didn't get to the top of the mountain. They were in the national championship game in 19 against LSU and came up short. So, you know, I give Clemson a lot of credit, and I would even debate that Clemson deserves to be number three. I think Clemson deserves to be ahead of Ohio State, to be honest. And we're going about consistency and championships. Michigan should be six. Notre Dame should be five. Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, Michigan definitely definitely shouldn't be in there when you're considering those factors. Yeah. Um, that's 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 what I would say. Okay, you 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 make it make sense when you say Clemson should be three, because definitely Alabama, Georgia, and then Clemson in the last years, Ohio State, I would say us, then Michigan. But I So you wanna put you wanna put Notre Dame at four. Behind Clemson. 
No, no, no. I put Ohio State over us, and then us. Okay, okay, okay. So, but then you know, and then and then Texas, I would say, will be behind Michigan in terms of the next five years. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I understand the talent that comes through Ohio State, and they they dominate the Big Ten until the last two years when Michigan got the best of them. But just looking at it, um, I would definitely go. No, we're going to debate this because we talked about recency bias, right? So recency bias, there's no reason to use that to elevate Michigan over Notre Dame. So we really have to debate this Georgia-Alabama thing, bro. Alabama should be – I had Alabama won anyway. You know what? I really thought about that because I'm saying to myself, I understand that Georgia's coming off national championships back-to-back. I understand that. But they've only been at the top of the mountain two years. Two years. The extended extended success of Nick Saban in Alabama is unmatched. I just don't know if I can eradicate that in two years. No. no. Now, yo, shout out to Kirby Smart for finally being the coach off of the tree of Nick Saban to finally get him and beat him. But look, he took a lot of spankings from Nick Saban. Before he was able to get to the top of the mountain. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I think that one, too, is debatable as well, right? Because if we're not going to use the recency bias from Michigan to stay at three, then we have to really debate one, two. Recency bias wouldn't even put – I mean, if you don't use the recency bias, you're not putting Georgia at two. You're putting Georgia at behind us. Well, because they won't No, you can't do that. I would okay, put them Ohio State. I would say it's Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, us, Michigan. If you're not I'm, using recency bias. I'll stop right there to say Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation, and Conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All of our great content, leave five stars. We greatly appreciate all your comments. We respond to all. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast, home of the misguided passion. You already know. Misguided (laughs) passion. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Left, let me push back just a little bit. This is an interesting conversation. This is an interesting conversation. Because once again, if we're going based upon the last, going back to 2017, I have to push back and say Alabama should definitely be in the consideration for the number one spot. Because it's not just based upon the last two years. If you go back to 2016-17, it's hard for anyone to convince me that Alabama has not been the best college football program over those six or seven years. Please convince me. Give me stats. Give me anything other than the last two years. We're talking about consistency. That's that's pretty. I think they have a debate to be at that number one spot, and I think that SEC is going to be hotly contested because I think Nick Saban and that team down in Tuscaloosa is going to have a huge chip on their shoulder. I just don't know if they have the quarterback left. I just don't know if they have the quarterback. Yeah, and that's the ultimate factor when you go into the SEC because before uh, Alabama's dominance at that position, you know, Alabama was doing it in the run game like the SEC. SEC, the last time the run game was the leading dominant factor was Derrick Henry. After Derrick Henry left, it became a who can get a quarterback that can take it to the next level. That's when you started to see the various Alabama quarterbacks. LSU snuck Joe Burrow in there. You get to see quarterback-led teams in SEC that were successful. Even the ones that were the middle of the road had successful quarterbacks like Florida with Anthony Richardson. So I think that um, Derrick Henry was the last uh, great nuclear running threat in the SEC that made the Alabama who they were. And you have to commend uh, Nick Saban for being able to maneuver from and, and not having the ego of being so dominant in the running game to expand to where the game was going to and to be able to capitalize on that in the in the midst of transition. After a five-year period of dominance, you have another five-year period of dominance through another way of doing it. You can't help but put him at the number one spot. But, you know, for the rest of us, I do think that uh, the trend of the, the – the next dynasty of the top five tier championship teams is coming. And I think Notre Dame is in line. Even if we're at five or six, we're still in line to be yeah. at that shooting for the top three spot uh, yeah. in the next five years, in my opinion. Yeah, let's check out some people in the chat. Sensational all the way out in Vegas. He says, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Our guy, Jay Henry. This is an interesting comment. Jay Henry, shout out to you, our guy. Thank you for tapping in. Seven years will clearly be. Bama and LSU would have to be in the list, but five years is Georgia at one. And see, this is me just going based upon the criteria that Josh Pate put out there for elevating Notre Dame to the sixth spot. He used consistency to put Notre Dame in the sixth spot. I said, if that's what you're going to use, then you have to use the same criteria. Go ahead, left. We're as consistent as Alabama without the championships. 
we've had the same consistent nine, ten win seasons as Alabama in the last ten years. Yeah. We just don't come out with the, the conference titles and the championships like we should have. I mean, even in 12, we were undefeated. Uh, 18, we were undefeated. Uh, uh, set, set, uh, what was it? 15, we was, you know, 10-win team, lost in getting into the playoffs by four points. Uh, two of the points that we lost to Clemson, they end up going, you know. So there's been a lot of moments to where, you know, unlike uh, some other teams where Georgia was middle of the road until they – even with Todd Gurley, they was pretty middle of the road with uh, yeah. Aaron Murray and those guys. We yeah. were still a better consistent team from a win-loss standpoint than they were, and that was, you know, the the last 10 years. So right. I think we definitely are the most uh, complete, consistent team if we're going by any metric standpoint of a, of a, a period of time. I think – it definitely puts us in the top four from consistency alone. I know we may not have gotten the ultimate prize like the other three teams in the top four. Yeah. But we have more consistency through a decade than a Georgia can say, even though Georgia elevates themselves a little faster because they won a couple. But if you take away the, the historic and well, to be fair, to be fair, Georgia has Georgia and Notre Dame have gone head to head in that time period, and Georgia has won both matchups. So yeah, I mean, you've been able to see it on the field. Yeah, Just to we, be fair. We, you know, but this is a this is a game about you know longevity. So even though we may not have won those two matchups in those ten years, how many matchups will we have won against Georgia at that time? I think we would probably we probably split it five and five, if yeah. anything. But Georgia's not. Georgia's not far from us either. I would say Georgia's six or five if we're four. Yeah. So it's you know we're splitting hairs at that aspect, but I do believe from a consistency standpoint, you can't help and you can't deny. And the reason why you have to use consistency is because Michigan has no business being above us. And if you're doing anything on a metric basis of consistency, Michigan is is Johnny come lately. They dropped down to probably eight. You know yeah. they haven't become relevant in the last since the last two years, you know, anything. If that's the case, you know, Illinois can be in the top. Hey, 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 hey. You, you about to throw shots. You about to throw shots. I'm Look saying, at you. though, Look we're at giving you. Michigan, think about it, we're giving Michigan two seasons to put them in over us. I mean, that's just, that's absurd, you know. They haven't even Why? put more NFL players in the league than us. So You didn't have to bring the land of Lincoln into it, though. I'm just saying, if that if a two-year turnaround is all it takes to get in the top five, then any team in the Big Ten can do it. And Illinois should have won last year, so that's why I said them. <laughs> oh, Illinois definitely outplayed them at Michigan State. That goes without question. That's right. Uh, I got ND9. Thank you for tapping in. He says, now we're really spending it different for the most part. We agree that nine to ten wins isn't enough. Now we're using it as an argument to be in the top five. Never mind. Consistency, all that matters. First of all, we're not spending anything different. We're telling you what Josh Pace said. And based upon his criteria, his list should have Notre Dame at five. Based upon the criteria he used to create the list. That's not on us. That's right. Right? But people that... You know, you want to say Notre Dame should be sixth. 
who who's better since 2017? You can't you can't say Michigan. USC, not with five win seasons. No. No. Yeah. Texas. No. No. Oh, LSU. LSU had back to back seasons six or seven, five and five. Stop. Stop. Who? And they was they was eight and five with Joe Burrow in his first year, wasn't he? Or exactly. Like so who who are we putting in front of Notre Dame? As disappointed as you must be with Notre Dame not winning the, the national fact, championship. It's the, that, it's the fact that we kept losing to one of the three teams above us that made us look like everybody else. Like if we split one of them championships with Bama or Clemson or Ohio State in that seven year period or whatever, then they Absolutely. wouldn't they wouldn't put us in the the, the 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 tier three and two with Michigan and all these other teams that can confuse us, you know. So yeah. If we if we had one, we don't even have one. If we had one in those seven years, we would we wouldn't have the the confused hate that people give us like Michigan was is even close to us or something. Yeah, and then for me, I had no problem as he went through the list because I think he had USC at nine, if I'm not mistaken. That's fair. I think he had the USC at like nine or ten, and he went on through the list, and I was like, okay, this is making sense. That's and like then, putting Mississippi State when they had Dak Prescott. That's and then the he point. ended up – oh. You, that's a good point. He ended up putting Notre Dame at six. And I said, okay, let me listen to what he's about to say. And so when he pointed out consistency, I said, okay, this is the criteria you're using. Then that's fine. But then you end up with Clemson behind Michigan. And Clemson has two national championships. I'm like, wait a minute. You got to throw like, the list out. You got to throw the I'm list like, out. This is questionable now. Because now you're basically going based upon the last two years to elevate Michigan. And you throw a legacy Clemson. in there. Absolutely. It's like either you're going to use a time period like you did for Notre Dame, the land at six, and use that for the entire list, or we're going to use recency bias, and that might move Notre Dame back a little bit on the list. I mean, it will move us back on the list for sure because we've just been a, a plateau type of program. But Michigan still shouldn't be above us because they haven't done anything other than go back to back, but they haven't put the seasons together either. Yeah. I want to debate this Alabama, Georgia, just a little bit more. Right? So we go back to, let's be fair, Alabama's record going back to 2017 is probably. I still might lean Georgia without being recent using the recency bias. Wow, this is gonna be interesting. Eleven and two last year. That was a down year. Thirteen and two. Since 2017, they have made one, two, three, four college football championships, and they've won two of them. So that's two championships, four college football championship appearances. 11 and 2, 13 and 2, 13 and 0, 11 and 2, 14 and 1, 13 and 1, 14 and 1. 
That, bro, I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, you can't say You that put that next to Georgia, I mean, uh, if you just want to use, maybe yeah, you got to the, the point. schedule every year is solid. Yeah. It's not yeah. like we're having years where we're not playing anybody. We're playing solid schedules those years where we're going, the records we're going. Yeah. Yeah. See, Jay Henry, I agree. At first, he said the last three years at the beginning of the show, right? As that was going to be the parameters. But when he talked about certain teams, he started talking about going back to 2017 when he, he went against LSU and Tennessee. He went back further than the last three years to point out that they had had bad seasons. So it's like you, you know, you change the parameters of the discussion based upon how you wanted to fit your list. And that's not fair. That's fine parameters. That's equal across the board. And it really doesn't change the list that much as far as the teams on the list. It just shifts things a little bit in the top five. It always shifts opinion. us out of the equation. That's what it's about. That's it's it. That's, that's it. Now, if you want to go last three years, Notre Dame probably is ranked six over the last three years. If you want to go the last six, seven, like you said, when you argue we only for move Notre up. Dame. Yeah, we only move up the longer you move back. You have to move them ahead of Michigan. You have to move them ahead of Michigan. It's not even close. Only way you count Michigan is if it's the last three. Well, you have to. They were two and four in the COVID year. I don't know if you really want to count that against them because the Big Ten really didn't, you know. But I mean, that was a difficult year, and they responded with back-to-back -back college football championship appearances. They got well. They got spanked by Georgia. The TCU game, they were getting spanked. They made a valiant comeback, but they still. Hell, in the COVID game, in the COVID, COVID year, we went eight, nine games, and, and we won all them games. So we didn't even take off in the COVID year. Well, the COVID year, Notre Dame ended up making the playoff, though. That's what I'm saying. So I, that's why Brian Spanish. Kelly's biggest accomplishment being consistent through a pandemic. That was his best coaching job. That was my first job in his, in, in, in his 10 years because, you know, circumstances and we were already doing good and a lot of the programs that were doing solid took a dip. Coach Kelly found a way not to, and that's a, a special quality. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Check out the YouTube channel, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Subscribe, share, smash that like button for us. It helps our videos get views. Hit the notification bell. Every time we post a video like we did this morning, there was a new video of Malik talking about the second year for Marcus Freeman and what it's going to look like that posted this morning. Check that out right after the show on the Lucky Lefty Podcast YouTube page. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. You can go download our podcast at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
left, got an opportunity to watch the McDonald's All-American game last night. That's right. That was a pretty cool moment, man. I, I can only imagine what it would be like to be someone like LeBron James, to be sitting courtside watching your son, your firstborn, participating in the same all-star game that you got an opportunity to participate in. That's right. Proud mama, proud papa moment. That's right. For the James family, for LeBron and Savannah James. Bronny looked like he belonged, left. Amidst all the criticism. I think Bronny went through one of the 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 natural stages of a, a basketball player through the through the ranks of what recruiting looks like today. And the hype couldn't stick because his his route was just so genuine, you know, and as much as people wanted to tag him with uh different uh circumstances, like, yeah. oh, you're supposed to be the number one player just because your dad's LeBron. I mean, you didn't see the you didn't see it affect him as a player. Uh, he, he stayed his course, which is something that I think is the most commendable because you could succumb to a lot when you're expected to be the number one player just because your name, you know. And for him to get better through the years, I think it shows that he was able to block out the distractions like his dad has been so great at doing, but also show that, you know, he – it's, it, it, he made a he made us comforted that he doesn't have to be the greatest player like his dad, but he's a pretty damn good one that people still would love to see on their team and and still he can hold his own and I think he's making his own name for himself where he may not be LeBron but I think people give him a lot of credit just like how they do Austin Rivers you know yeah he's he definitely looked like he definitely looked like he belonged. As I said before, if John Calipari doesn't make it to the Final Four with the talent he's getting next year, yeah, get get him up he had out of there. Three on the top ten, he yeah, had three on the top ten. I told you yesterday, left, get him up out of there. If you can't win with the three guys you have coming in in the top ten, and then the you, two other like top twenty-five or something like that, you got to go. And I'll tell you this: if LeBron, I think Kevin Durant has hinted at it. Other NBA players, Gilbert Arenas has hinted at it. And the buzz seems to be going that way. If Bronny does decide to select USC as the school he plays for next year, that campus is going to be bananas with him and Juju Watson. That's right. That's right. Him and him and Juju, they are going to sell out every men and women's game on USC's campus next year. It's gonna be bananas. One hundred percent. It's gonna be ridiculous. And, and 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 just and just the buzz around campus in general, uh, and then only can imagine the recruits that come after just because they're there. I mean, it's going to be a huge affair. Yeah, and Coach Neil Ivy, of course, she has a stud coming to South Bend. Hannah Hidalgo, who broke yeah, the scoring like record, winner, right? She broke like the scoring record. Um, she's fantastic. Look, look, this is my stance. Neil Ivy can recruit. She's proven she can recruit guards. But until somebody recruits the bigs at the level that Don Staley does in South Carolina. Yeah, they got no chance. It's gonna be tough. That right? number 23, that number 23 is the is the big, right? For South Dude, Carolina. They had in, in the North, what's her name? I forget her name. Uh 
vert lighter, a leader or something like that. Yeah, something. She she shoot from thirty feet like Steph Curry. Don Staley's never had a guard like that, but she's <laughs> going to South Carolina to match up with the bigs that are going to be there, even after the automatic double double graduates. It's look, that's a tough role to hold, and I think a lot of people underrate the job that Don Staley has done. They will probably would have won in 2020 if the tournament had not been canceled. And they would probably be looking at going back to back to back or either uh, three and four years or two, you know, three and five years or something like that. Incredible job. And just they're averaging 35 points. They bring three freshmen off the bench left. And they're leading the tournament in bench scoring. Think about that. She's bringing three freshmen off the bench, and South Carolina leads the tournament in bench score. That's crazy. So everybody's talking about Aaliyah Boston leaving, and uh, I love that little guard, Lil Z. She, man, she's a G. She's a G on the offensive end and the defensive end. They both leave next year, but she's got money in the bank just with the freshman class and with the sophomore class that will be coming back. So Neil Ivy, I think, needs one more class, and she has to be able either the transfer portal or through recruiting, she has to be able to answer South Carolina in the paint. They, you have to find an answer in the paint. So at least make it even in the paint to give your guard play the opportunity to take over the game. Because Neil's going to win with guards because she has a history. Right. She's got to get that. They should get that bigs going. I think her assistant coaches can help doing that. But she do that. I mean, she's she's got everything she wants because the guard play is gonna be handled. You know, you got Olivia Miles in the pipeline with KK Bradford and everybody yeah. else. And even when they won with Arike, you know, they had solid play in the paint. They had Brianna. She protected the paint. She rebounded. She was a great defender. She came in McDonald's All-American thinking she might be a great offensive player. Because of injuries, she had to change her tune. But she was a key call in those last championships of Muffin McGraw. So, man, that was cool. We switched to Al Golden and what he had to say about the Notre Dame defense. We'll talk about it next coming up on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. Oh, 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 oh,